Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. First day back in the studio since my awesome trip to Disney. Really was the trip of a lifetime, despite the fact that I had a nightmare travel schedule leaving, getting to the airport at 6 p.m. and not getting home until 4 a.m. And then getting to Capitale House yesterday, 15 minutes before the show, I opened up my backpack and there was no laptop. My laptop was left at TSA. I got to give you props for doing that show. On my phone. Uh, On your phone. And now today I'm working on the tiniest laptop in the history of mankind. Getting back from an airport at 4 a.m., didn't yep. miss a beat. I gotta, I gotta give you respect for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was telling myself, all you have to do is talk NFL. It's a Monday. There was a ton to talk about, and uh, you know, the Commanders being a disaster helped as well. But joining us right now to run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia, is Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey, good afternoon, Adam. How's everything? It's going pretty well here, despite the fact that I lost my laptop. But we have been asking our, our guest members here. Is there any chance that I get my laptop back that was left at TSA in Orlando on the craziest travel day in the history of America? It was given, uh, there's several articles that have come out and said that it was the most travel day in American history. Will I get my laptop back, Lane? The short answer I would have is no. (laughs) Um, But I have seen crazier things happen with people that have left things behind, my wife included, uh, people that have left things behind and never expected to see them again, and somehow, some way, some every once in a while, people come through. So I wouldn't say there's no shot. I would say it's a long shot. Um, but uh, I hope you get it back because I have misplaced a laptop before, and it's one of the worst feelings ever. It really is. But I, I love your optimism, man. I appreciate it. Uh, so Highland Springs keeps, keeps their season alive. How about the Springers going from Class 5 to Class 6 and just on a roll? This is uh, this is a different, a little bit different team, and every, every coach will tell you that every team is different every single year. Uh, Highland Springs has one of the best defenses, that we've probably seen out of them, and they have, they've had a lot of really good defensive players over the past few years. Um, they, get a, uh, they will take on Lake Braddock on Saturday. Um, and it, it's, when you get to this point, it's kind of difficult to you know, handicap these games back and forth because there are no common opponents. They really haven't faced each other in you know, however many years, so... The staffs may be different. The uh, the kids are definitely different. So it's uh, it, it's it's going to come down to all the same old cliched things that coaches always talk about in games like this. You know, can control time of possession, limit turnovers, um, and capitalize on your other your opponent's mistakes. What other local schools do we still have playing here in the high school football playoffs? Matoica is in the Class Five state semifinals. They will take on Stonebridge up in Ashburn. On Saturday afternoon, uh, Stonebridge. It's interesting. Uh, they started the season zero and four, and they played some of the best teams in the state up there, and even a couple of teams out of state um, that filled out their regular season lineup. But they are on a nine-game winning streak, uh, and they get a Matoaka team that has sidestepped. The, they they come out of class. They come out of Region Five C. Uh, which is where Highland Springs would have been, which is where Glen Allen would have been had they not moved up. So, um, and plus, 
William Fleming out of Roanoke uh, took care of a couple of very big upsets um, in that region before they got to Matoaka last Friday night. But the Warriors have given up three points in three playoff games. And as we've said this before a bunch of times, as uh, former Hokie head coach Frank Beamer used to say, that's tough to do against air. (laughs) <laughs> That's Lane Casadante running around local sports here in Richmond, Virginia. And, and Lane, you do a great job of covering Randolph-Macon, and their impressive season continues. This is probably, and my, my uh, you know, I, I go back quite a ways <laughs> with that program, how often we've covered them and how long we've been covering them. Uh, I don't go back as far as some people, but the, uh, the definite uh, feeling around everywhere is that this is the best Randolph-Macon team that they've ever had. Uh, they play complementary football. They're good on offense. They're solid on offense. They can run. They can pass. And their defense is standout. You should not be winning a second-round playoff game in, in any level, uh, 46 to nothing. Against a team like Ithaca, who I had a little bit of history with uh, coming from upstate New York, I knew about that program uh, a long time ago, and they have been good, and they have been a solid program for decades, and you shouldn't be doing that to a program like that, and Randolph-Macon came out and did it. That could be the best game that team has played in a long, long time, uh, and now they get a Johns Hopkins team on Saturday that is right at their level historically and this year, so you know, once you get to this point of the season, they're in the quarterfinals for the first time ever and you're not going to find any slouches at this time of the year. Yeah, and they collected 565 yards of total offense in the route 46 to nothing. And speaking of playing their best football, the Hokies played their best game of the season, destroying UVA. What were your takeaways from that butt whooping? Well, it was, first of all, and that's exactly what it was, um, I, I did not know what to expect out of that game before it took place. Um, you know, which UVA team is going to show up, which Virginia Tech team is going to show up. Unfortunately for the, the crowd in Charlottesville, the bad UVA showed up and the really, really good Tech team showed up. And that's what can happen in a rivalry game, and that's what can happen when you have teams that have fluctuated as much as those two teams have this year. Um, is Tech that good? Well, they can be, as they <laughs> proved on Saturday night, is UVA that bad? They can be, as they proved on Saturday night. It's just really two programs that are stuck moving in opposite directions right now. Um, And I'm happy for Brent Pry. I don't know that everyone thought they would be bowl eligible in his second year. I thought it was a possibility. I thought a lot of things had to line up for them to make that happen, and a lot of things have. Um, I think, you know, finally uh, starting Chiron Drones, has been a big part of their offense. Um, I think their defense has shown flashes of brilliance, as they did against UVA. Um, And by the way, that whole thing about the sprinkler just magically turning on an hour (laughs) after the game, I have been on that field in that stadium dozens of times an hour after a game. The sprinklers have never come on (laughs) while we are out there finishing up our reports. So I tend to call BS on that. That's Lane Casadante. Follow him on social media, Lane CTV Sports. He's the sports director at CBS 6 here locally. Lane, I'd love to ask you, what's the biggest sports story in your world right now? Well, right now we're following all of our playoff teams. Uh, and, you know, college basketball, after the 
the uh, after the the holiday tournaments, we know a lot more at least about uh, about a lot of the teams that we're covering. Unfortunately, Richmond got some bad injury news uh, with um, Delani Hunt being out the next six to eight weeks with a, a fracture in his wrist. My understanding is he had um, surgery today. This is going to kind of be like uh, the uh, the uh, Rams missing um, Sean. Uh, help me with his last name. Oh, uh, um, I'm I'm botching it right now. <laughs> See what you're doing, and he's out. Uh, for, uh, Sean Bearstow. Oh yeah, yeah, Bearstow. Uh, yeah, he's out for the same about the same amount of time uh, with his foot injury. Um, so unfortunately, you know, we were just starting to get to see what. Richmond might be able to do. I don't think we've fully seen what VCU can do just yet because they haven't been full full speed. So I think we're going to have to wait until after the holidays uh, to really see what Richmond and VCU might be able to do in the A-10 this year. Lane, are the commanders still making your sports reports? Or are they so bad that you're just kind of pushing past it? Well, I think, uh, I think Thursday kind of cemented everything that's going to happen with that team this year. And I think by and large, everyone's just kind of looking forward to what might happen in the off season. And a lot of people are debating, you know, if you were Josh Harris, what would you do right now? Right. Who would you keep? Who would you, you know, would, would you hope that the team, you know, uh, kind of loses a little bit more to improve your draft stock? Uh, are you going to clean house completely? Um, I, I think that has become a lot of the speculation surrounding this team now, rather than just the week-to-week matchups. I think everybody's now kind of taking a much bigger picture look at this organization and pointing towards the offseason and seeing what changes might be on the way. Lane, always appreciate you taking the time to join us, man. Thanks a lot. Adam, thanks for having me. Have a great week, everybody. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And I just got back late, late, late Monday morning at like 4 a.m. from my trip to Disney for the ESPN Events Invitational, in which the Rams went 1-2, and two, but won the most important game. It was a game that wasn't supposed to take place until next season, but the Rams and Penn State matched up. Stubb, did you hear any of my pregame show? I thought I had a great line where I went to Disney. We lost the two first two games. And I said, turns out it's a small world after all. <laughs> That's good. Penn State <laughs> and VCU, <laughs> opposite side of the bracket, were not supposed to meet. But both teams had tough defeats. And they met against each other on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. And the Rams came away with the much-needed victory. We'll talk VCU basketball at 2.30 with Matt Shelton-Eyed of VCU Ram Nation. Uh, but right now we wanted to get back into Mission Impossible Return of the Mac. So Sunday was the busiest air travel day in American history, according to the Transportation Security Administration. The TSA, a whopping 2,907,378 people, including AWOD himself, cleared TSA checkpoints nationwide on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. The previous record was set June 30th, 2023, the Friday before Independence Day. Obviously, people going for July 4th holiday weekend. I knew that the it was always a busy day, the Sunday. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was that busy. 
Uh, TSA predicted the surge in travel, announcing the week before it was expecting around 2.9 million travelers. They got over 2.9 million travelers. So the question is, will AWOD get his laptop back? If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You can, of course, check out 910 The Fan on Twitter. And we posted the poll, will AWOD get his laptop back? With more than 300 votes, 78% is no. And Stubb, you came in and you voted no as I well. I did. I was like the first vote on that poll. Michael Phillips voted no as well. Lane Casadante, though, kind of, he voted no, but it was like an optimistic no, yeah. right? Um, so, in case you missed it, I went to Disney for the trip on Sunday. I had a great day at Universal Studios. I won the uh, Millhouse toy. I was involved in a a show where they, a bird flew over to me and stole a dollar bill from me, and then he flew back and returned the dollar bill. I did watch the clip. You did. Very cool. Very right? cool stuff. And and so everything was going great that day. It was the best trip ever. And then I got to the airport. And TSA, of course, told me to take everything out of my laptop, or out of my backpack, including my laptop. And they said, well, you can keep the charging points ports in your backpack and your microphone. So my, my backpack goes through the TSA, and they decide they want to check it. So they open up every single pocket, every crevice. They go through everything, and I'm nervous. I'm thinking, like, did someone slip, like, scissors into my backpack? I'm or, always worried or something, about that. Right? Is, there, <laughs> is there a beer can in there or something? And so I'm, you know, I'm also dealing with a lot of anxiety because I hate traveling on airplanes. I can't stand it. Once we go up, I get nervous, and then when we go down, I usually almost vomit, right? But you're I've, happy up there when you're coasting. Oh, when I'm coasting, fun. I can, until it starts dealing with turbulence. Oh, I yeah, yeah. cannot do turbulence. I told everybody uh, on Wednesday after the trip Tuesday that I would take shingles for the rest of my life over turbulence it's on like an airplane. It's like a little airplane. roller coaster. I, I hate it. I hate it. My stomach goes up and down, and I get so nervous. I'm, my palms are sweating. Knees beat. Arms are heavy. Vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. So yesterday was apparently the most travel day in the history of America. Will AWOD get his laptop back? Mission impossible. Return of the Mac. Now, my mom, who's a lawyer, is feeling very confident that I will get my laptop back because, like she said, it's all on camera. And that TSA yeah. and the Orlando airport may be responsible for the laptop because it was left in their bin. All right, it didn't have a case or anything, and I didn't take it out of the bin. I was the dummy that put it through, left it in the bin, went to get my my backpack back. Everything was taken out of place. I had to put my hats back in, mm -hmm. put the microphones back in, and after that, the backpack was so full that I assumed my damn laptop was back in it. It wasn't until 15 minutes before my show yesterday that I realized I lost my laptop. So, I spent two hours on hold yesterday trying to speak to somebody from TSA or American Airlines. I could not get a person, only a robot. I left a voicemail, nobody called me back. The damn automated voice message said, go online and fill out a form for lost and found. Ooh. So I did. I don't trust that. I filled out the whole form. I, I, I put my name, my email, a description of the laptop, the time that it was left. And I'm just thinking, you know, that's, I'm grasping right now. I really am. So we, we do not have an update to this current moment right here on the laptop. If you believe there's any chance that I'll get it back, you can chime in 833-804-0910. I mean, I'm really feeling like I'm not going to get it back now that I know it was the busiest air travel day in American history. Because think of how many other people were calling because they did the same thing. Right, right. Or how many people, you know, their kids lost their Barney, right, yep. or something like that. Yep.
I mean, because every kid had a stuffed animal. It was, like, unbelievable to me. These kids can't travel on airplanes without a stuffed animal. Maybe you should get one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, maybe I had my Millhouse yeah, toy. <laughs> I didn't use Millhouse it. Out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating. Go online, fill out the form. I'm sure nobody's even going to read the form. Should I just, <laughs> I, I, I'll just check my email one more time. Maybe I can grasp here that it's an update. All right, let me go log into my email. We can only hope. Yeah, I mean, we come on. We can only hope. Because... I emailed. It was lost and found at um, lost and found at goaa.org. That sounds does like anybody a fake even, email. Right? That's does not... anybody even check that email? <laughs> All right. So I sent the email with the information on Monday at 10:45 a.m. and it is 11:28 at 2:22. Let me look at my most recent emails. Oh my gosh, I'm not even joking, Stub. I got an email from Lost and Found at 2.03 p.m. today. All right. I don't even want to read this on it. I'm like so <laughs> nervous. It's, it's going to say that your laptop's broken or something, right? <laughs> Dear Adam Epstein from the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority, this letter is to inform you that the items listed below have been turned into the Orlando International Airport Lost and Found Department. Item 1123-5495 has been returned. What? They say, we work with a local UPS... I'm shaking. I'm shaking right now. Stop. We work with a local UPS store that picks up Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. And they will be the ones to go over shipping, tracking, information, pick up at our office, Terminal A, Level 1, or someone you authorize may now pick this up. In order to make arrangements for the return of your property, please contact our lost and found office. Please reply to this email with your option that you prefer. Our, office, our offices are open 7 a.m. to 7.30. I'm going to get my damn laptop back! Woo! I'm going to get it back! Now, okay. Now, hold on. It is important that you are aware that lost and found will only keep your item for a period of 30 days, beginning at the day that it was reported. Okay, so I'm not going to say you... you until the laptop is in your hands, that I that I'm not going to get it back. I'm not. I, I'm a lot more confident. Do you that think you will. it's going to show up with like some, like some marks on it or something, or it was dropped or something like that? I don't. Am look, I going to get it back and the screen's cracked? I, look, most like very recently, yeah. I had a friend from far ship something as a move-in gift. They shipped this on August seventh. Yeah, we received on November twentieth. An opened envelope with nothing inside. Oh, no <laughs> it way. It took them three and a half months to send an, an opened and empty package. All right, Stub, a, a, so, explain to the audience right now what I look like. I mean, I'm, I'm literally shaking. shaking. He is shaking. I, this laptop means so much to me. I thought there's no chance I'm going to get it back. I cannot believe that I just opened this email on air right here, the letter to inform you the, that the item has been turned in. So it's been turned into the lost and found. So that means that it's not lost now. It, it is found. found. It is found. It is a found laptop. And now your, our, our trust <laughs> and our hopes. <laughs> I, I have an item number, Stub. 1123-5495. Woo! Okay, you don't want to give that to someone Woo! else. <laughs> you think, you think there's know, A1 Army I... members in Orlando? You know what? I actually have a buddy in Orlando right now. Should I authorize him to go pick it up so that way I don't I have to would. deal with UPS? I would. Yeah? Yeah, maybe slide That's him. the thing. I just have to reply to the email. And fill out the authorization. It's so simple. I, Adam Epstein, hereby authorize blank to pick up my belongings found in the Orlando International Airport lost and found department. Yes. I, I slide him, a, you know, your friend slide a 10 him or like 20. Slide 20 bucks or something. 10 or 20. Say, hey, can you Whew. have him ship it? Because I, 
You know what? I don't. I would not trust the combined efforts of the lost and found of the Orlando airport in the end. The United Postal Service. You know what? You know to. why Orlando is it's a place where magic is it's made. Place where magic is made. Because Ashley Connor is the lost and found clerk in Orlando International Airport, off of One Jeff Fugua Boulevard in Orlando, Florida, three two eight two seven, and she's the one that wrote me this email. Thank you, Ashley. Wow, Ashley Connor to the rescue. As as we don't have. Mickey I can't. Mouse I can't running, believe running this happened. I thought. I, I thought for sure this laptop was. It's gone forever. I thought for sure. I mean, I was so depressed yesterday. I did the show. I did a live radio broadcast off of a cell phone and a Comrex with nothing. <laughs> I, at the beginning of the show today, I was talking about, I'm going to have to bring in my damn desktop to do the shows for the rest of the week. Well, Holy now it's crap. just a matter of when. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> now, now, like you said, though, my laptop was lost. It has been found, been found. but it has not yet been returned. Yes. That is the next step. That but is the next step. That's a beautiful update right it there. It is. That is. That is the, effing gorgeous. The Woo! odds are better. Woo! Woo! Rick Flair! Woo! I mean, lost laptop. Everyone thought it was gone. Yeah, Michael I, Phillips was going to give me 10 to 1 odds. I should have put 100 bucks on the have, line. Uh, Holy crap. Mission so. Impossible. Return of the Mac. What an Return update. Of the Mac. What an update. My, the Mac is back. Holy crap. Well, the Mac is not back. How cool but. is it they sent the email 20 minutes ago? Like, are That's you kidding great. me? This right is now? not a setup. He did not. He no. did not alert me to this. No, I, I was <laughs> the letter. I I swear. I thought when I when I read this on air, I thought it was going to say the, this is a letter to inform you that your item has not been found. Yeah, but it has been it found has. with an item number and a description. Silver. It even says no case, no passcode needs passcode. User Adam Epstein. Date found 11 27 2023. So that means they they tried to get in. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, I'm sure that's like probably standard practice. Yeah, they open it up. They yeah. make sure you don't have make, porn on there yeah, and all that stuff. And yeah, no, they opened it up and they saw my fat face and my screensaver says the new sports radio 910 the fan. So I know exactly who yeah. I am. You know what? Maybe that's it. They said, "Oh, this guy's a radio star." Oh, they don't want. They don't want the 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 Richmond nine ten the fan talking bad about the right. Orlando airport. That could be bad for business. Right? Yeah, yeah. They say video killed the radio star, <laughs> but um, radio star killed the airport. Yeah. No. <laughs> airport returns radio star's laptop. How about that one right there? I mean. If I ever said anything mean to the TSA people, and I did because they took my laptop from me and my backpack and dumped everything out of it, and they did the thing where they made me take off my shoes and then they, they grabbed me by the crotch and went through everything in my legs yeah. to make sure I was there was no metal in there, there was no long rod, all right? And you know what? I'm glad that they do the hard work that they do. I am, I am, I am glad for TSA. I, I, you know what? I'm never going to do TSA pre-check. I want to go through the lines. <laughs> I want them to check me for, for dangerous items now. Because I know if I ever leave anything, I can count on the airport lost and found. Well, we're, we're one and one, one for one. We're, you know, so, and, you're, and you're right, though. I, I can't get ahead of myself here. It is, has not been returned. Well, this is this is just like the beginning of the commander season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is an unbelievable update. This yes. is exactly this is, what this I is need. Fantastic news. This just made my um, day. I'm so happy. Thank for you. you. And we thought this was a fake email account. Lost and found yeah, at goaa.org. Right. Who uses a .org anymore? The lost and found in Orlando does. Yeah. Wow. All right. Laptop was lost. Laptop. Has been found. Next step, will it be returned undamaged to AWOD? <laughs> if you want to chime in on this ongoing saga, it's 833 804 0910. 833 804 0910.
Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. You can always tweet me at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. Frank tweets me, LFG, going to get my laptop back. Robert tweets me, you have to have faith in humanity, Adam. I now do. I I have a newfound faith in the universe. I mean, I thought my laptop was gone forever. You're riding a high right now. I, I, I can really see am. it. I can feel it in the energy. Yeah. This room is 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 it's exciting in here right it, now. It's it's just it feels so good because everything in my life is on that laptop. I've used that same laptop for five years now, dating back to my time with the junkies, all the work I did with Odyssey and BetQL, and then like all, all my stuff in Richmond, like the black and gold fan podcast that we record every week talking VCU hoops. We're doing one later today. Everything we need for the podcast is on my laptop. Yeah, it's a special thing. I, the laptop I got here, it's like a high school graduation gift. Right. It's a miracle it's still hanging in there. Yeah. I'd be, I, I don't have anything on it anymore because it, it's so terrible, but I'd be sad to the lose it. The only thing I can compare it to is when I was a kid, I had my Curious George stuffed animal. When I lost my Curious George, I was heartbroken. I, I, I f- had that same feeling once again on Monday <laughs> when I couldn't find my laptop. But I got my stuffed animal back. I got my laptop it, it is not in my possession yet, so I'm still nervous about that, but Lost and Found sending me an email. They found it. They gave him an, an items number. Like, that's yeah. that makes me feel they safe. They had a good description of right? it. Like it, my mom said, good. she's a lawyer. You got to listen to the lawyer. Yeah. They're, they're liable. I kept it in the bin. I didn't take it out of the bin. We were being a bunch of haters here. Yeah. Me and MP. Yeah. But... I know. I should have taken MP up on that bet. taken him up on that. I mean, my goodness. Even 10 bucks. Yeah. You'd have 100. I know. It's unbelievable. All right, so VCU came back from Disney with one win in four days, but the most important win of the three games, defeating Penn State and our former coach, Mike Rhodes. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from VCU Ram Nation, it's Matt Shelton-Eyed. What's going on, Matt? Adam, what's up, man? Welcome back to Richmond. Sorry about your computer. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, I'm glad that I got a positive update, though. Uh, give me your thoughts on the three games from Disney. Well, you know, we're, we've obviously been playing injured all season. So to compete with a team like Iowa State, compete with an underrated team like Boise State, and then to beat a Penn State team with last year's A-10 Player of the Year, um, you know, a couple guys down, uh, I think Ram fans are pretty pleased. Absolutely. And I, I even think that the Iowa State game, it hurts because we had a, a huge lead. And the Boise State game, it hurts because we had that shot at the end to send it to overtime. But just getting the win against Penn State, to me, makes the whole Disney trip worth it. Oh, my God. It feels like we won a championship, doesn't it? Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was pretty low, especially after Iowa State, because that would have put us on the winner's side of the bracket. That would have been like a top 30-ish win. Um, so that was, a, I think, a low few hours for us. And then Boise kind of added salt to the wound. But it's amazing how, you know, just getting a game against our former coach. And we've we've had that before, but we've never had to really play against basically VCU greats right, <laughs> a right. season after they've left. So that was such an interesting experience. And I think um, for VCU fans, there's just some a weird bit of vindication and showing that, hey, you know, we're still a good program and maybe you guys made a mistake. Yeah. I mean, all the players and the coaches for VCU all said the right things, but to me, this was personal. I think to the fan base – it was personal, uh, and the matchup between Zeb Jackson and Ace Baldwin was a ton of fun to watch, and I think outside of the free throws, Zeb Jackson really did win that matchup with his athleticism. But I will say, 
even in the losses in the, in the tournament, and even in the loss earlier this season at McNeese State, every game we've had someone be an X factor that's unexpected, right? It's been Christian Furman, then Toby Lawal with his career high, and Michael Bell. I mean, how about Michael Bell? It feels like every game he's getting better offensively. Right, and that's the thing that people have to remember about this team. I mean, not only do we have a new coach and a new system, but these guys are new players. I mean, that's redshirted last year. He's never he barely played. Michael Bell has never played D1 college hoops. Christian Furman hardly played. So we've got a young team that has a lot of things to learn. And, you know, I feel like back in the day, VCU coaches would play their freshmen a little more. But our, the, the sophomores we have this year just weren't used at all last year. And so there's a steep learning curve to go to a tournament as talented as that with that much um, mature talent. And I think our guys um, that kind of ramps up their um, their growth quicker in the season than it might normally have. Yeah, I mean, how about the performance of Fats Phillips? Struggled in the first two games. Jason Nelson goes out with a sprained right wrist and thumb. And uh, the lucky news with that injury is they knew that it was bad during Boise State, so they had a full day off to prep Fats Billups, knowing that he would be playing more minutes, and man, did he make the most of them. Right. I mean, I think that's a great example of just always being ready. He played, you know, he played three minutes that first game, then he came in and he's the hero, you know, against our former coach, a guy that, you know, even when he was healthy last year, he didn't really play him. So just it just speaks to that. You hear coaches say all the time, just stay ready, your time will come, and boy, did it ever for him. And he's, you know, he now has the Fats Billups game. Um, on his resume, and you know he's just getting started. Yeah, and and it's huge because I've been saying VCU this season's at their best when they have that third scorer. Every game, you know, Max Scholga's going to bring it. Zeb Jackson's going to do a good job facilitating, but also uh, getting his buckets, either three point shots or attacking the basket. We need a third scorer. It's been Toby at times. It was Christian Furman one game, and now we had the Fats Billups game. So it, it's so huge when the Rams get a third scorer. Right, and I think what's different in particular is, um, you know, we've we've had guys, we've had a lot of success inside the three-point line, but that's three-point shooting has been one of our big Achilles heel this year. And so getting a guy like Fats, who really wasn't on opposing teams' radars up to this point, yeah. now when he goes into the game, he can, you know, stretch defenses out a bit for us because you, you have to, you know, this is a guy who went five of six against a Mike Rhodes coach defense. And so not only was it huge in that game, I mean, if we're going to shoot 50% plus from three, not a lot of teams are going to beat us. Hmm. But just having future opponents know, all right, Fatsy Billups in the game, where is he? Do not leave him. That then spreads the floor for guys who, like Zeb, are better at driving. It opens it up for Furman, Toby, and, and, and the like. And so it's just huge for us in so many ways going forward. Matt Shelton Eyed with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Of course, he's the founder of VCU Ram Nation and 810 Talk. Follow them on social media at VCU Ram Nation. Uh, Matt, what do you think about this win against Penn State at the end of the season? How good is that going to look? Man, that's a tough one because, um, you know, they're, they're picked toward the bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten's, you know, historically a pretty tough conference but really when you look at so i my knee-jerk reaction is that they're going to have a rough time this mm-hmm. year um but they're 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 still figuring out things too and we know they have talented guard play which can win you some games but also too when you look at the big 10 and you look at some of the struggles these other teams have had you know maryland losing to a davidson um and you can there's you can go down the list and just see who they've played 
you know, they, they have the potential to surprise, but I think right now, especially, I mean, Mike Rhodes' team is, is a, they had to wake up, you know, after a four game win streak to start the year, you know, they're kind of put in their place. So they've got a lot of work to do um, in, in what's left of the off season. So I don't, I don't really know, but the, you know, the reality is they're in the big 10, you lose a big 10 game, your, your number's not going to drop too bad in terms of net and stuff like that. So, and they're going to have a lot of opportunities to win. So obviously now that we've got our, our big win against them, we need them to win. So I'm not sure if I was a betting man. I think they're a bottom half Big Ten team or toward the very bottom. Um, but, uh, you know, I hope they can have success because, you know, some, we got some some friends up there and we want to see them succeed. Yeah, and it's funny the way, you know, basketball works itself out, the way that Jason Nelson was hurt before the game and then Kanye Clary, who was the talented guard for Penn State, uh, missed basically the entire game. He got hurt uh, within the first four minutes there. And uh, Matt, one more time here, this this whole tournament as a whole – I really thought there was a lot of talented basketball players and teams there. And I think at the end of the season, we're going to look back and be like, man, Iowa State's good. Boise State's good. The Hokies are going to be decent in the ACC. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a it's a pretty loaded field. Um, and so just to show that, you know, I mean, in our losses, we lost by four points against these P5 teams. That Boise team, is, they're an old team, and they're going to win a lot of games in an underrated Mountain West Conference. And so, yeah, that's um, – I think, you know, our guys have learned, hey, we can we can play with the best of the best, and that's that's really going to help us going forward. Matt, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, fellas. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, who did officially hit rock bottom, losing to their rival, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, Nikki Javhala just reported that it was CBS broadcasts of the Commanders-Cowboys game on Thanksgiving averaged 41.8 million viewers, the second most watched NFL regular season game on record behind the Cowboys-Giants game last year on Thanksgiving. Embarrassing results on the second most watched game of all time. Got the voice of God, Zach McHugh, in here hanging out, the program director. <clears throat> I mean, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that's a that's a tough watch right I'm there. I'm so glad that I didn't have to watch that because well, it was VCU was playing at the exact same it was, time. It was 2010, like after the first half, right? Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it didn't seem so bad or, or out of reach. But then it just, that fourth quarter, oh, nightmare. No I mean, adjustments. Yeah. No, and that's just so typical of Ron Rivera, mm. right? I mean, I'm sure he, he went into the locker room at halftime and said, oh, I've got nothing to inspire these guys. Jack, you got something, <laughs> right? Then Jack Del Rio lost his job after the game, and I'm I'm still upset about that because... I just think that's like another version of Ron Rivera making somebody else fall on the sword, right? Last year, he had Scott Turner be fired at the end of the season. He would have been fired if Dan Snyder was still the owner. This year, it's Jack Del Rio, and he'll finish out the season. Did you hear, I mean, I'm not going to stick up for Ron too much here, mm-hmm. but I loved Ron when it's time with the Panthers. Yeah. But you did hear people during the broadcast say how revered Rivera was oh, as a football guy. But that's right? the thing. I'm it's just like, saying. It, who said, it, like, who are the real football guys that believe that? Because I think it's so overrated. He hasn't been over 500 in seven years. I mean, everybody says it, though. Yeah, Maybe it's just an announcer it, thing. It is. It's an announcer thing. It's, it's like a, a, it's a national thing, and they're not in the local right market. Right. It's like literally, I was making fun of uh, uh, making fun of NFL Network to David Harrison yesterday because the lead story was 
We don't think Ron Rivera is going to survive at the end of the season in Washington. Well, duh. Right. And we've all known that. The <laughs> yeah. national media, they jump on things like that. And it has been their favorite thing to hype up Ron Rivera for his one season that the Panthers went 15-1. and one. That's a great year. But we don't hype up Cam Newton at all, right? No. I mean, Cam Newton's the reason Even he got 15-1. and one. Even I don't. I, Even, I was a Keekly guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was defense and, and Ron Rivera that yeah. won the games. So. Yeah. All right, so we brought you in to update the our audience here on the Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. We started week one with 23 co-workers in the building. I lasted seven weeks. The first week that I got rid of the buy it, the buyback, mm. my bills lost to the Patriots, and I was out. And since then, it's been depressing to do this segment here, uh, but I was... Holding out hope that you would survive, you and Gary Hess, and keep the sports department relevant. Or or just dudes right? in general. Yeah. Yeah. But instead... I wish I could have pulled it off for you, Iwan. So you told you told everyone yesterday you took the Minnesota Vikings. And yes. We were all watching. Stubb, you've been all in on Josh Dobbs. I was. And it looked bad for a while, and then there was a brief spot where it looked good, man. Yeah, because the Bears weren't doing anything on offense either. No. And you're just like, oh, you got to pop one in, you'll be all right. But then a three and out, quick. Yeah. Three and out yeah. after the Montez touchdown. Sweat was a game wrecker. Yes. It was frustrating to watch. Well, you know, looking back, and I, sh- I should have seen this, and yeah, I should have taken the Rams. Who did the know, Rams play? Arizona. Oh, my gosh. See, I told you all season long, bet against Arizona. I know, but Murray's back, and they, he's got Mojo at the tight end, you know, and Connor's back. But Did the Rams win that Kazir game easily? White, their middle linebacker, their green dot guy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Stafford is healthy now, and he looked good. He's got a full complement, full stable of studs. But that line was only, like, three, I yeah. think, too. So, and the, and the Vikings were giving three to the Bears at home. Divisional matchup. A lot of Dobbs mania mojo going for him. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, strategy-wise, it was smart because the two other ladies still in it, they bet on game Sunday. You waited for Monday Night Football. If they had both lost, we would have had to crown you victorious before the game starts. (sighs) Uh, The Rams won by 23. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks for uh, going back to that stuff. I appreciate it. No, uh, but I had used all my good teams. Yeah. You know, I think... uh, Ginny got by with the Bills or the Eagles. Yep. Or that Amy was, did. Yeah. I mean, that was very lucky. Look, did you check on this? I think Ginny is on the verge of going wire to wire. Wire to wire. We, me and she, Michael no Phelps buy talked back about in. If she was in the Circus Survivor Pool, we'd be talking about it multiple times a day that she was going to win yeah. a couple million it would dollars. Be on the loop. It yeah. would be on the loop. Yeah. Yeah. But she's been unbelievable. It's so really cool. She's got to be the front runner going in. Yeah. You know you got to get on is uh, Hogan, Mr. Hogan. Yeah. Or Amy and her husband. She could come in on the air live and then get the husband to phone in. I want to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah, everybody, all the <laughs> men are upset that Amy might not be selecting her own teams. <laughs> well, my wife did win a fantasy or like a pick uh, year one year, and really? she knows nothing about football. Yeah. So last week we lost the czar, Gary S., yeah. one of the sports department guys. But and tough, then yesterday we lose the voice week, of God. I was on air yesterday. I needed a 30-burger out of Dobbs. Yeah. Still thought it was possible. And then it was just one after the other one. Another pick, another pick. And I was not watching because I get so nervous. Yeah. Um, you were texting so me was, during the game. It I felt like just, you were watching. I was just listening. I was listening <laughs> to the call on my earbuds. Like a radio guy. Yeah. And it's like, and... Hey, 
tempted. And I was like, oh, my God. Four one. different times. Four different times. It's just, you kept bleeding. You yeah. kept bleeding. Well, it's, it's a tough one. I didn't win either fantasy, not the Bro League or Odyssey yesterday. Yeah. A lot riding on Hawkinson and Dobbs and the Vikings. So, well, uh, you got Hawkinson into the loser. end zone, and yeah. it looked like you had the win, but then they left DJ Moore open. Like, well, they didn't know that he's their only guy that can score. You know, Ginny, our illustrious sales assistant, she uh, she does a lot around here. I'm rooting for her. Uh, but best of luck to the ladies. Yeah. Best of luck. We'll give you an update later this week on the Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. I'm Adam Epstein. It's Grant and Nanny coming up next from Washington, D.C.